into the, at least the top 50 or so. He's done the last 50 of <laughs> yeah. people? No kidding. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. The things you learn right before going on air. Actually, we are on air now. <laughs> Your dad, Mega Jesse, we just learned this right as we were going live. Mega Jesse's dad tried to be on The Apprentice, and he mm-hmm. got close in the early 2000s. That's right. Third, second, third interviews or what? Yeah. I no, I'd have to talk to him and refresh it all. But, yeah, no, he was telling me about the, the interview processes and everything. It's pretty cool. That's just imagine the celebrity status he'd have now if his dad knew Trump. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesse would be way have been nice. long gone on that campaign. By the way, Jesse was telling me about his dreams, uh, <laughs> and he was dreaming about, was it Hillary? Nikki. Nikki Haley? <laughs> oh, same person. Yeah, I met Nikki in a dream. I met <laughs> Joe, Joe Biden in a dream. I'm meeting all these kinds of people. I was at a Trump rally last night in my <laughs> dreams. I- I'm everywhere. I'm all over the country. <laughs> all right, we'll get to that soon here. <laughs> Let's get to the show. Welcome to The Truth Hurts, where we expose corrupt politicians and lying corporate media. This episode's brought to you Alpine Cabinetry up in St. Cloud, Minnesota. We got a great show, Jesse. What are we going to talk about today? That's right. United Hospital is bringing back mask mandates. We need to get into that. We got a preview of the legislative session here in Minnesota. Uh, going to break down a lot of the sanctuary state bill and uh, what uh, different people are saying about it. Uh, we got some information on a focus group on RFK Jr. Uh, did Matt Burke, our lieutenant governor candidate, sell out? Uh, the Senate passes a foreign aid package. A lot of rhinos uh, backing that. Uh, a little breakdown of the Tucker Putin interview, and uh, I just added this one. Yep, Canadian. Have you seen this? This uh, came from the uh, Tucker interview. He had this uh, segment on there. Okay. Canadian MPs applaud a Ukrainian Nazi. Mm-hmm. I never knew about that. Did you know about that? Oh, before? I mean, I, I, I knew I it when it happened. It. But, oh, uh, did I just forget about this? Yeah, no, it, it was it was a big story. I, we we might even talk have talked about it then. We might have. Crap, there's too much information out there. <laughs> I don't know if we'll even get to the RFK stuff. We've got so much to talk about. Reading your comments at home is the lovely Bridget. How you doing there, Bridget? I'm doing excellent. And we have people that I haven't heard before. Rye Dog. Rye Dog. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tucker's here. Laser Jim. Brad Ganser roasting Jesse already. That explains some of the irrational <laughs> support of Trump by Maga Jesse. <laughs> yeah, that, that's why. No, and, I do love yeah. The Apprentice, though. I mean, I, I can't help it. That was a great show. You're saying The Apprentice. We need, we need reruns Apprentice and The Celebrity Apprentice. Oh, yeah. I mean, forget about Arnold. Nobody nobody liked that season, but, you know, we, we need reruns. And, you know, America would, you know, a lot of the Trump haters would realize why they used to love Trump. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, all right. So if you want to interrupt us at any time, go ahead and hit that rumble rant. We will read your comment and stop whatever we're talking about and make sure you like this episode. It tells the algorithm, those people behind the scenes, that this is something that other people like and we can share it to other audiences. Um, most of you guys are probably watching on Rumble, but if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, do the same thing on those platforms. Running the dials, as always, Mr. Deep State himself, a CIA covert operative. It's there. me. It's me. Today is Upper Body Day, and Overwatch 2 got a massive update. It's going to be great. I'm so excited about it. I feel like you just like were lifting weights in there, trying to get a pump, so That's you right. looked bigger. That's actually not bad there, Dawson. Oh, isn't that crazy? <laughs> Look at that. He's got the hump. The, got the bicep hump. The hump. My He's triceps hump are bigger, hump. though, and that <laughs> pisses me off. Let's get into this uh, United Hospital policy. Oh, uh, this is also brought to you by Warren Wessel. What am I doing here? Wow. <laughs> this is what makes the show happen. Wow. Sponsors. Warren Wessel, if you're buying a home, you're selling a home, call my friend Warren Wessel. He thinks like you and me. Okay, He's been on the show multiple times. You see him around Action for Liberty headquarters. Warren is a guy that thinks like us, and he's damn good at his job. Give Warren a call, 612 419 
5-3 for a conservative real estate agent you can trust. Almost forgot to do that. The show wouldn't run if we <laughs> mm-hmm. didn't have sponsors. So we appreciate Alpine Cabinetry and Warren Wessel. All right, let's go to this United Health policy or United Hospital. I always want to say United Health, not not United Health, United Hospital. There's too many Uniteds in the medical world. This is an article we just published this morning. Uh, had some nurses reach out to us. They liked what we did. If you guys remember the story, Children's Minnesota was about to institute a mask mandate. I think it went into effect on January 16th. And so we report the next day, as this was supposed to be introduced, they changed the mask mandate policy. I'm like, dang, is that how good our reporting is? It stirs this action. It could have been that. I don't know. I mean, Mine's it definitely up. had a factor. I mean, I, I think, think so. that I think the nurses had seen the article and uh, they were pushing the uh, administrator. So uh, it definitely had an effect. Right. And we did have people reach out to us mostly on the uh, patient side or pa- parents of patients and talking about it. So certainly I think they were uh, aiming their frustration at corporate, if you will. Uh, so anyhow, we had these uh, nurses reach out to us, United Health, and uh, God, I keep doing it. United Hospital, Alina mm-hmm. Health system. This is the problem. Wait, United is a, an Alina Hospital? Well, I mean, yeah, I, like everything is now the big dogs, right? Fairview, yeah. which is the U of M, although aren't they splitting now? And they, Alina? yeah, I think that they are, and people are pretty excited about that. I don't know why, but hmm. I mean, some people are probably not excited about it too, right? So anyhow, they. Um, they have this uh, policy, and we actually had um, the nurses reach out and send this to us. So we've got it. You can go to actionforliberty.com. It's right there on the front page. But essentially, it says that uh, for all direct and indirect patient care, um, staff, volunteers, contractors, and vendors, they're going to be required to wear a mask. This is if two conditions happen. This is what really got them frustrated. One of the conditions is the CDC state county COVID-19 hospitalization levels are at a medium level or higher. Now, we went ahead and published where it's at today. By the way, looking back, still not above uh, green level. But you can see that's the map of the whole state of Minnesota, or actually the whole country. But you can see Minnesota clearly, very solidly in the green. The one area that's not, um, well, there's two areas somewhere up north. It's in the yellow and somewhere down south. Ramsey County. I think you guys know you don't need a geographic lesson. Actually, Bridget, you do, don't you? No, because I live in Ramsey. Okay, but you know where <laughs> so, it's at on that map? I feel like uh, testing you right now. Can you point of. it out? <laughs> the story behind that is she's <laughs> like, I'm I'm going back home for the week. Can I tell a story or should yeah, I not I tell care. a story? Uh, you, you're going back home. I'm like, because you're from Kansas. And I was like, what part of Kansas? And you were puzzled. You didn't know <laughs> what part of Kansas. <laughs> I was like, I do not know what part of the state uh, you come from. I thought it was east. It is Eastern. Yeah. I thought it was Western. Are you it's sure Eastern. it's Eastern? Yeah. Western would be way different. Yeah. Western's a little prettier. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> we're down in the southeastern part of Minnesota, for those who don't know. All green. Clearly all green. Uh, this is the policy. We posted it here. You can go check it out yourself. Uh, this was made to us by a nurse. That she actually um, highlighted In fact, I had two nurses reach out, so I corroborated this story. Um, the other criteria is if ILI activity, state ILI. Now, I didn't know what that the hell that meant. I learned that this morning. Uh, it's you influenza-like illnesses, yep. right? Influenza, I mean, it's just they're making up categories, you know, to put in these old uh, mandates that don't really make a difference. So we went ahead and looked at that map, too. If you can look down, this is according to the CDC. Go to the bottom of those, uh, Dawson. 
Uh, you'll see the map of the United States again. And once again, we are, uh, isn't it interesting all the border states are higher in the ILI? Yeah, I guess mm-hmm. uh, Arizona's doing okay. Um, so uh, we are at a very low level, um, the very light shading of green, ILI. So even their own guidelines, their two policy measures show they shouldn't have a mask mandate. Now, right now, it's it's only encouraged to patients. And, you know, you are in and out of medical facilities, Bridget. Like, do they how bad do they push it on patients? Like, do caregivers do With it? With the masks? Or, yeah. It literally just depends. Like, every time they have, at least where I work, anytime there's, like, a COVID case or an outbreak, then they make everybody mask. Even the patients? Usually, usually us. Not so much the, the patients anymore. Okay, mm-hmm. but do they like? But they will isolate them. Do they do like the strong, like strongly encourage? Do they do the like the passive aggressive Minnesota to the thing? residents? Yeah, like Not I that know I've a lot seen. of like they come into the room. They go, I know a lot of patients are wearing masks right now. Yeah, um, well, it's hard because I'm mostly at long term care facilities, so no, not there. I don't think, but they will isolate them. Literally, still ten days, and they cannot like. And you're supposed to gown up, wear gloves, put on a mm-hmm. mask, all that stuff to go in the room. And I'm just like. I don't. What do you mean so they dumb. isolate for 10 days? What do you mean by that? They literally keep them in their room, like locked up. They can't come out of their rooms. Like a patient? The residents, oh, you mean, yeah, yeah. Oh, you mean, I'm, so, I'm sorry, if they had COVID. Yeah, if they oh, had Oh, I was it. like, wait, how could they Which do that? Which is just crazy to me still that they're doing that. Cause I'm like, well, that's the one that makes sense, right? Just stay away from people. Don't get other people Yeah, sick. technically, but it's just, I guess, when we know it's not that big of a deal. It's just yeah. kind of crazy to isolate them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even, even the older generations, because it's, yeah. I mean, at that certain ages i mean anything's gonna kill you at that point right i mean pretty much it's like 94 year old well, what did she die from i don't know she was 94 years old pick or choose right yeah <laughs> um all right so uh it says masks are required this is the policy masks required during direct and indirect patient care for staff volunteers contractors and vendors it is recommended that all staff providers volunteers contractors and vendors at alina health hospitals get ready for this Clinics and patient care areas wear a mask upon entry to the facility and when traveling in public spaces. Now, when I first read that, I read it as if, like, they're not even on the health campus anymore. But I think that's maybe what they mean by this. They don't mean, like, if you go to lunch, you're still wearing a mask, like, off campus. What do you think? They can't say that. (laughs) I I mean, once again, it's not, it's, what did they say? It's. Well, it does say that it is recommended. So this one is not mandated. It's recommended. Ugh. It's like they, we learn nothing. And then it, it goes to patients and visitors. It's recommended that all patients and visitors wear a mask while at Alina hospitals, clinics, and facilities. Not requiring it unless, of course, you have fever or respiratory illnesses. Uh, by the way, cloth masks do absolutely nothing on the spread of COVID-19. Even the science that they allude exists, which is false and and we've uh, po- published uh it's on our uh youtube and um i think it's even on rumble when joe rogan had dr michael ostrom on and he says that cloth masks don't do anything he he advocates for n95 masks which actually we've admitted or always said have efficacy but that cloth masks are useless and any of his students if they were to publish the studies that they use like by the government he would have flunked them because they're flawed studies so anyhow, they don't work. Cloth masks absolutely do not work. Um, now, where this kind of took an interesting turn is there are some nurses at United just saying we're not going to we're not going to comply with this. They're 
having a little bit of a revolt. And a lot of staff members that are on board with them just quite frankly haven't taken it in their own hands. Mm -hmm. um, this is how you change things in politics, right? You just don't comply with stupid policies, right? Now, I just want to get down to the human aspect of it, if I can, okay? The data suggests we are accurate on this stuff, okay? You know what, Dawson? You being the uh, lefty on this show, yeah. have, you, uh, <laughs> have you come to understand that masks don't work, cloth masks don't work? Or do you still kind of believe that there's some efficacy cloth there, masks There's some efficacy. Um, cloth masks, if I make a bit like this shirt into a mask, it's not going to be as effective as an M95 or as a... Is it effective at all? Surgical mask. Is it it has an effect. Yeah. What's that? It does have an effect. What's yes. the effect? How effective? I I couldn't answer that, but it does have an effect. It's not just nothing happens. Does it does it stop the spread of COVID? No. Okay. Um, so it has yeah. really no effect. <laughs> no. That's maybe not it catches true. a droplet or two, but it has really sure. no grand effect, right? Maybe, maybe it captures a million droplets. I don't know, but any more but than zero is great. I'm happy but, with but it. But you at least admit, you know, being the lefty on this show. Yeah. Uh, that uh, <laughs> Brad says cloth mask has zero effectiveness. Dawson is wrong. <laughs> I don't think Dawson's Dawson. 100% wrong on this. There is such a minute effectiveness, right, that you can literally call it uh, ineffective. Not literally, no. Yeah, like in the literal sense, it has maybe a marginal level of effectiveness and maybe catching a particle of COVID. Look at that. I've already got you there. coming my way a little bit. Um, right. If it's, if for me personally, I wish that I could wear a mask all the time just because I am I, I'm very You can. Yeah, I can. Um <laughs> not here. Uh but even if there's a small effect on it, I think it's worth it. No, 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 no. I'm saying it's such a small it's like saying, uh God, what would be the point? Okay, here here's here'd be an example. Let's say it's it's pouring rain outside. Yeah. And over my head I held a stick. Uh, that stick technically caught a couple droplets of rain, so those droplets of rain didn't end up on me. I'm still soaking wet. It's like what a COVID mask does. Brad Ganser, I see you. Yeah, he's good. I'm not wrong. He says, <laughs> give, give me my example home. here. I'm, throwing, I'm doing this on the fly. The analogy is the stick caught a couple of droplets of rain, mm -hmm. and those droplets of rain didn't end up on my head or my body, so it technically protected me from a couple droplets of water. Yep. So what? Overall, I'm still soaking wet. Right. Same thing with the mask. Maybe they catch a couple things in the fabric, but yeah. in overall, in the general sense, you're still going to get COVID. Right. They're useless. They're ineffective at stopping the spread of COVID. I think you admitted to that, that it is ineffective in spreading, uh, stopping the spread of COVID. No, correct? it is. I said that it is effective. It's not very okay. effective. All right. So he's still living in La La Land. That's OK. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep working but on Dawson the, for you guys. The virus literally so, so tiny that it literally goes through the mask. Anyways. Correct. Yeah. So then it doesn't really work. It can't work. Well, what I'm saying. And by the way, I don't even know if I'm accurate on this thing. Like, could, could it technically some of the fabric of the mask catch a particle and it, it adheres to that? But so what? All the rest of the. All the rest. Yeah, that's that's why my example of the stick in the rain. Right. Technically, the stick caught a couple droplets of rain, yeah. but it didn't keep you from being wet. Right? Yeah. I might be completely wrong on that. Maybe they don't adhere to the fabric and they don't that doesn't even have an effect on this. I would I would be willing to at least grant that the mask has the most minimal effectiveness at that, which really makes no statistical difference. You're gonna still catch COVID. How okay. how are um how are COVID viruses typically transferred? It's by droplets, it's, right? No, it's not by see you don't even know. It's aerosol. 
that was that is a that was the funniest thing at the beginning of uh covid everyone's wiping down with clorox bleach like every shopping it was nearborn at first then they found out it was was, yeah it is dumb because they know that was aerosol like they knew it from day one it's a respiratory disease coronavirus Mm -hmm. it's spread by aerosol so so as bridget said the particles go right through the mask well so if someone spits in your mouth that's fine because it's not no covid that's not how it spreads there's no COVID in the spit particles, the little droplets that are flying around? I, I have no idea on that. I, I, okay. I, I, I cool. don't know so about that. Let's that's say that not there, how it spreads. Let's say that there is. No one. Okay, so the two people that during COVID spit in each other's mouth. Well, I guess swapping. <laughs> well, okay, this is a stupid, <laughs> this this is is a really stupid conversation. <laughs> yeah. What is what are the comment section? Base Minnesota, read that one. Uh... <laughs> Doss is my favorite NPC, that one. That is funny. I like that one. Yeah, I like that one, right? <laughs> what am I into? Gosh. I just want to carry a cool I want to wear a cool mask and carry a big stick in the rain. That's what I want to do. What does the lovely T Wall for Life have to say? T Wall says, Do the risks outweigh the benefits for young children in school? I don't think so. Of course not. Yes. Right. Okay. What I was getting somewhere. I don't even know why I went to you. The lefty on the show. He just stole like five minutes. I was going somewhere with this. You Let's gave get to me the five humanity. minutes. What are you talking about? What's that? You you gave me five minutes. I know. It was a mistake of mine. Damn straight. It was a big mistake. Was it uh, Napkin Nate that, or Napkin 8 that but you gave heard you it a here five, first. $20 Jake Rumble Duesenberg rant last time? says there's a tiny Nate little bit of effectiveness. Napkin Nate says to stop mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I think T-Wall for Life I. is right, too, that there's unintended consequences of masks that, uh, you know, they're dirty, they're, that kids right. are getting all kinds of diseases just by wearing them. Uh, they're touching their face more. Uh, so really, it's not even healthy for you to be wearing a mask because you're just going to be adjusting it so much. And uh, like I said, if you reuse it, uh, it's going to be dirty. It's going to be gross. And you're going to be breathing in bacteria all day. Well, and Gray Matters Show or the Gray Matters Show um, says the only thing a cloth mask does is make the wearer sicker from CO2 poisoning. It's CO2 that. poisoning. CO2 is small enough to get through the holes in a cloth mask if COVID can. Surely. Do you know that for sure? Uh, a it's molecule. Do you know that? It's harder to breathe with a mask on. What? So then, what is that? It is definitely harder to breathe with a mask on. Hmm. Uh, because there. Because you're breathing out so much CO2, and then it's like you don't have enough fresh oxygen right there to breathe in. When I wear mm-hmm. a mask, the the discomfort I feel is from having something right here. It's not from not being able to breathe oxygen. Oh, I mean, it definitely I is definitely for me. When it, when, when I've had to wear a mask, like you know, on an airplane I or something, because that's yeah. the only time that I've ever, you know, been wearing one, but. You know, it's so irritating, and it's like you, you can feel that there's a, a lack of oxygen that I think you're, so you know that you can't breathe as well as you can. Just I can breathe just fine right now, but if I was wearing a mask, it definitely get in the way. Mm-hmm. I think that's less so CO two than like material being in your nose, right? The size of a uh, CO two molecule is uh, 0.33 nanometers. And I'm just doing this on the fly. That is very small. Because that's how life works. Alley so, Cat says a friend of hers still wipes everything she buys. <laughs> and then a uh, SARS-CoV-2 m- um, molecule is 100 nanometers in diameter. There you go. I mean, but at the end of the day, uh, there are other reasons to wear a mask, other reasons not to wear a mask. I think it comes down to personal uh, personal choice. I there was a guy that was like, if you don't want to wear a mask, just don't. But, but if on. I want to wear a mask, you, just... you think that it stops the spread of, or it has some impact on stopping the spread, which there's yep. no data to suggest that. I, all, all the data is junk. Here. All those, uh, 
Supposed okay, studies you, are junk. Well, hold on, we gotta go to you guys, yeah. You're more important than Rumble. $20 from Brad Ganser says, the frightening thing here is that it has been four years and people still don't know crap about this. That's place. right. That's Amen to really that true. one. Well, and, and it really goes back to Michael Osterholm saying, if one of his grad students produced the studies that these kind of people say show advocacy of mass, he would have flunked them. Mm-hmm. And okay. that's like the top epidemiologist in Minnesota. Okay, well, I was going to Fauci said this. it too. Fauci said the cloth masks I don't know. work. So I mean, and then he wore two masks. We can find anybody who has a brain to say that. Yeah. Let's go back. To, this is the point I was trying to make, okay? I can't believe I went down that uh, rabbit hole there. The point I'm trying to make is just the humanity side. This is how I ended the article, right? It's the humanity side to it. We study faces and facial expressions. That's what he, it's like hardwired in our DNA as humans. If you're an evolutionist, you would probably explain it in the sense it was an evolutionary reason, survival reason for that. And if, you know, there's probably other reasons for it, okay? But I don't know what it is. We're hardwired to study faces. Masks change that. That's why it's really bad with socialization of children. Mm-hmm. Like, that's really bad with kids. But even us, if you're at a hospital, like, just imagine you're at the hospital. You're not doing well. I mean, unless you're having a baby, I guess. But you're mm-hmm. at a hospital. You're not doing well, okay? And you take away that personal interaction, just the humanity side of it to me to allow mass when they don't have efficacy, right? To let us see those facial expressions, show the smile, show the frown, show the, the face as it's inter- or you're interacting with another human being and they take that from you. Fascinating. What's fascinating? You added an emotional element to your argument. Yeah, you like that? Yeah. Taking a playbook that's, out of the left. That's well no, I really truly do believe it and that's why I thought no one really gave me crap when I would uh, go to stores not wearing a mask because I'm generally a pretty happy guy and I smile a lot. And I think people were like, yeah, I kind of like the fact I'm seeing this guy who seems to be a pretty happy, optimistic dude, and he's smiling. Mm-hmm. And that's that was lost on us. I got kicked out of Walmart one time because uh, I, I was, like, refusing to wear a mask, and this big old lady, you know, came up to me and was, you know, it's like, who are you to tell me anything about health? You know, that was... It was like, I, I don't care what you have to say. And, you know, I kept doing my business. They, you know, next thing you know, security. And I'm like, all right, you know what? I don't need, you know, I don't need to be buying from your business anyway. And, you know, I could just tell it was a rogue employee. She, you know, on a power trip, she wanted to feel important. But it's like, I don't need some big old lady coming at me and telling me what I need to do with my body. It's like, I think I know better than you. You know, so I, you know, I'm sick of the masks too. It's, it's so annoying. I love how I go from uh, talking about the smile of taking the mask. I know that lady. Well, that was the thing. When you said the big old smile, I remember I was thinking the opposite because I was like, these people are pissing me off. (laughs) You know, no, I had one person try shaming me and I just ignored what they said. It was like at a liquor store. I was looking for some a bottle of bourbon and the guy goes, sir, sir. And he (laughs) like signaled to the mask. And I, I just like literally didn't even acknowledge what he said i go hey i'm looking for a bottle of whatever the bourbon i was looking <laughs> yeah. for and i just like completely ignored what he said he must have felt so dumb <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> just like i'm just gonna keep going and what's the worst you're gonna do you're gonna kick me out yeah. see hospitals they kind of got you that's the thing that bugs me i think that's why a lot of people get mad about it i do too right so you know we're seeing a revolt here among staff and this is all line of hospitals apparently so good for these nurses i love i gotta say i love these freaking nurses right mm-hmm. like <laughs> 
And where were the doctors during all this, you know, two, three years ago during the stop the mandates? Like there yeah. was not a lot of them, right? Mm-hmm. But these nurses, there's like 20, 30% of nursing staffs were like strongly against the vaccine mandates mm-hmm. and uh, more now rising up against these uh, stupid mass mandates. What does that look for, Dawson? What do you got? Hmm. You oh, look I'm like just, you got something snarky. No, I'm, um, I'm uh, learning. Susie Scarella, I love that. Yeah, and Menards. See, that's what really pissed me off about Menards. They instituted the mask mandate before you could eat, before it was even a, a decree by Governor Walls. Alyssa Butterfly says, is it only United Hospital at this point? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Is it all line of facilities? Or is it yeah, just so this is, a, and go back to actsforliberty.com. Uh, it says Abbott Northwestern. This is the department's division's operational areas that are, that are um, under this policy change. Abbott. Buffalo Hospital, Cambridge Medical Center, Faribault Medical Center, Mercy Hospital, New Ulm Medical Center, Owatonna Hospital, River Falls Area Hospital, also Wisconsin too, St. Francis Regional Hospital, United Hospital, Alina Health Group, Alina Health Home Care Services, all other patient care settings. So ba- yeah, all patient care settings wow. under Alina. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Now, maybe different hospitals have kind of laxer standards. We're just hearing it from United. United, obviously, downtown St. Paul. When the people that we got this from are from United, right? Oh, do you not trust my sources again? No, no, no. Oh, no. Challenging it it again. No, my point is... This is your disinformation campaign, you damn CIA operative. Yeah. Uh, They work for United. Okay, so the other places might also be doing it, too. We just don't have our... Like, we just don't have anyone from those yeah. coming to us. We, yeah, we've had nurses reach out to us about other... I mean, the children's is a big one, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. that w- when was that? Months ago? No, it was just last month. Yeah, time's wow. moving. Well, I have a friend at Mercy that said, back when we talked about it a couple of shows back, said that they were implementing it there as well. Mm. Yeah, and one of our policies uh, articles came from you, you know, about a healthcare facility you went to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Did I just reveal our source? I don't care. <laughs> 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 okay, let's go to uh, preview of the legislative session. An article you wrote on actionforliberty.com, Jesse. I think probably the highlight, the sanctuary state. Yeah, so uh, line eight there, Dawson. Let's go ahead and pull up that article. Uh, and go ahead and scroll down a little bit. We're going to be talking about the sanctuary state stuff in just a second here. So uh, we'll just move on to the so-called equal rights amendment because uh, – that that's uh, the title that you know these Democrats and rhinos are uh, putting out there. But I'm seeing a oh. seeing a uh, super chat or whatever that's Rumble called. Rant, yeah. Rumble rant. Love Minnesota says Legionnaire's disease is a type of pneumonia caused by Legionella bacteria. It doesn't spread from person to person. Instead, the bacteria spreads through mist, such as from air conditioning units. Hmm. Yes. So. Yeah. I don't know. What's the What's the context of talking about Legionnaire's disease? I don't know. It's aerosolized? Is that the... Didn't we just... I feel like we just were talking about this a while ago. Or am I thinking of something else? Mm -hmm. I'm curious what the reference is here, Love, Minnesota. When you do a rumble rant, you take our attention away and... I guess you grew, maybe they're trying to. I don't, away you from made me curious state. about it. I'm I'm wondering. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of curious. Mm-hmm. Similar to oh, similar to COVID. Yeah, okay, got it. Yeah, I see. There you go. Very good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that is a good point. Uh, but yeah, back to this uh, equal rights amendment because that's you know th- this is uh, what the uh, Democrats want to call this thing. It has nothing to do with equal rights uh, because uh, first of all, 
transgenders do not have the right to compete against your daughters in sports. That that's not a constitutional right. You know, people have uh, completely misunderstood the definition and purpose of our civil and uh, constitutional rights. Uh, but you know, this is something that it needs to be approved by the people. It would be on the ballot in November. Uh, because they're trying to put this into the state constitution, uh, people need to be prepared to fight that. And last session, this was passed in the state Senate with all of the Democrats voting for it. And then we had six rhinos, Julia Coleman, Rich Draheim, Zach Duckworth, Karen Housley, Jeremy Miller, John Jasinski. So those six, they all fell in line to side with the transgenders and to side with the uh, people who... Uh, you know, so it would prevent discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation, gender identity or expression, and national origin. This is going to set up uh, prosecutorial uh, problems for people who have some common sense. Uh, that needs to be fought. Uh, following by that, I think assisted suicide is another topic that uh, the Democrats seem to want to push into this legislative session. This is an idea that I've actually had a reversal on because before you can used we, to— Can we go back just real quick? Sure. Um, yeah, and I totally forgot about this. Thanks for the recap, because I hadn't read your article yet. This this did pass in the Senate, which would have been the higher hurdle. So what's going to happen, and this is uh, SF-37, it would add a it adds something to our ballot in Minnesota as a constitutional amendment. We passed constitutional amendments in Minnesota. So this is what would happen. The propo- This is what you would see. The proposed amendment must be submitted to the people at the 2024 general election. If ratified, the amendment is effective January 1st, 2025. The question submitted must be, this will be on the ballot, okay, because it's going to pass the House and Walls is going to sign it, right? Unless you guys do something about it. Yep. It says, quote, shall the Minnesota Constitution be amended by adding a specific guarantee that equality rights under the law shall not be denied or abridged by this state or any of its cities, counties, or other political subdivisions on account of race, color, creed, sex, sexual orientation, gender identity or expression, age, disability, ancestry, or national origin. And then you have two uh, responses, yes or no. Uh, You're right. Six rhinos supported this. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, This is bullshit because, remember, the Democrats just made pedophilia a sexual orientation in Minnesota. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's actually under under the Minnesota Human Rights Act. And, you know, what this tells me, too, Rich Draheim and Karen Housley, don't forget that they skipped the child mutilation transgender vote. What does that tell me? If they voted for this and then skipped that vote, Karen Housley can pretend like she was out on vacation, that there was nothing she, she could do about it. was a legislative conference. We knew that. We, yeah, we, right. We reported on it. Yep, exactly. But Rich Draheim, you know, he says he's at doctor's appointments. Sure. <laughs> I'm not I'm not falling for any of that crap. Uh, but that's the thing. If they voted for this, that tells you where they really stand on this issue. And the fact that they were uh, silent and, uh, you know, it was like pulling teeth. You know, I, I was going after these people hard after the child transgender vote on uh, Julia Coleman. She was skipping every single vote until the final vote. Uh, and then finally, she votes no. Yeah, we didn't know. The, uh, we thought she was going to be gone. Exactly. You know, and, you know, I don't know if it was because me and others were pressuring them on social media. Get your ass back to the Capitol. You know, get out and vote. I, I don't care if it's a Friday night. Do your job. Right. You know, the Democrats did that on purpose. Of course, they're going to put it on a Friday night to try to draw out support. But guess what? You have to be there to fight. That's your job. Uh, so uh, we got to keep in mind who those six rhinos are, and we need to pressure them. Uh, bring them back to uh common sense how many uh how many republicans vote for this in the house do you think i i don't know i i'd hope i'd hope none you know but uh, who knows hmm. um, we have a comment about that from hate and then he said as an insurance broker i got asked yesterday about life insurance and the death with dignity 
in um, parentheses, assisted suicide bill. Mm -hmm. I find out that they will most likely be falsifying death certificates. Mm -hmm. And he said, my recollection back during COVID is that there were no actual death certificates that stated COVID as a cause of death. Right. And I, I agree with that completely. Yeah. I think that uh, the death certificates are being fudged currently. They, they were, you know, messed with during COVID and with assisted suicide, so-called assisted suicide, uh, then uh, we're going to see that problem even more. So go ahead and go back to the article there, Dawson, because uh, all we have to do is look to Canada. Our neighbors to the north are communist neighbors who have instituted euthanasia laws that have been uh, that have led to the death of individuals who had no terminal illness. Uh, I have a specific example linked in there. We don't need to look at it right now. That's from the AP News. Perfectly credible. This was an individual who was depressed, but he had no terminal illness. Uh, and what do these uh, evil doctors do? The evil hospitals, the one to uh, lower our population, that want to you know kick some of the old people out of society. They're pushing these people to kill themselves. And uh, that, that is not what we need in Minnesota. Uh, we're going to see all kinds of evil things going on that way. Uh, citizens need to be informed of this issue. You can't let it happen to your loved one. Uh, because uh, if we have assisted suicide legalized in Minnesota, you've got to believe that there's going to be evil actors pushing it big time. Uh, can, so Can we, let's discuss this for a second, okay? Because I come up in a weird area on this issue, okay? So bear with me here. I, I haven't fully thought through this one, but... I hear on the right a pushback, like not a chance. You can't have assisted suicide. And I always think about the person that's suffering from incredible amount of pain, terminal cancer, and they just would like to end their life. And it seems like it's 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 almost immoral to make someone have to suffer right. in that case. I, I don't so I don't disagree with okay, you on let that. Me, one. Let me finish my thought here real yep. quick. Okay. So I kind of in this area of you know, when it comes to the moral argument here, it seems immoral to make them suffer. What I don't understand is how can you then allow government this avenue uh, that opens a Pandora's box where you do have people that are depressed and they're basically allowed to kill themselves by mm -hmm. assistance of medical professionals, which seems to go against what they're supposed to be doing in the first place. And I just... Um, I don't know if we can literally do this. I don't think we can legalize this, even though I think there is a maybe justified. It's almost like the death penalty. I'm against the death penalty because even though some people really deserve to be killed because of what they've done, the the problems with allowing the government that kind of open area to kill people who were then innocent people will be put to death mm -hmm. seems to me not worth the policy change. Where am I wrong on wh where I'm at on yeah, this issue? Yeah, I'm mainly with you on that. And th the biggest problem is, you know, I, I never really understood this issue until, until I started talking to some older people. And th they tell you that I'm afraid to go to the hospital in a situation like that because they're going to try to kill me. Mm. And, you know, so uh, it wasn't until then that it clicked with me. Oh, so that's, that's what it's about. And I agree that if someone has a terminal illness, I kind of agree that they should have the, you know, you have the right to life, you have the right to death. I disagree uh, with that 100%. But, you know, but it should 100% be their choice. Uh, but that being said, we can't trust the government that's in this situation because uh, they're always going to make the laws too broad. They're going to allow it to uh, be too applicable to too many people, and we're going to see too many doctors pushing it onto people that don't have these terminal illnesses. And also, we say terminal illness. There have been miracle recoveries from people. People have uh, been said that they have a terminal illness that's going to kill them, and then they end up surviving. Well, uh, I would so, certainly think it is matched with like excruciating pain. Right. I think if you have some hope, where, where do you disagree with this? Um, you just say you think it's almost more 
moral to let them end their suffering. I don't think that's true at all because, I mean, obviously you guys know as a moral standpoint, I'm going to be different on that because I would see God as the author of life and death. You have no right to take your own life ever. Like, mm -hmm. just because you're suffering is not a reason that you can just take your own life. Like, there's punished suffering. And then, like, in that case, why is regular suicide not allowed? People are suffering in what, 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 what suffering. about the nobility like, of putting your own life in jeopardy for saving someone that's else? That's really though. different, though. That's not just, I think that's so different. You're saving somebody else. You're not just strictly killing yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, the first action is saving someone else. The action is not to kill yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, the end goal is not to kill yourself. But... But then where does free will fit into there? Like someone just said, God gave you life. He will take it when he sees fit. But human free, God gave humans you free will You do still too. technically have your free will to take it. I think it's immoral though. You have, obviously you can do whatever action you want, but I think it's not moral. In, mm -hmm. in Judaism, because suicide is a sin as well. But I think that there are reasons to do it. It, it kind of comes down to like what rabbis think about it in the moment. Like there's no blanket, this is all okay or not mm -hmm. okay. You know, in, in I, I hear your viewpoint, and I'm, I guess I'm very sympathetic to that viewpoint. I think the person that's suffering in that situation would really question the, the, the probably their faith if they are told, I have to suffer through this pain that's and so bad. You know I what would I mean? say people don't understand what suffering is really about. But no, that's fair. That is... I think there's a reason I think, for suffering. But, uh, you know, but. and, and I, I'm not actually totally against what you're saying from a moralistic standpoint there. I, I'm saying in terms of how the government yeah. regulates but things. But then you I'm, come into that, I think the government should never be able to regulate because the government doesn't give you your right to life. God does, so he's the one that can regulate that. Right, right, but I'm saying they can't forbid someone from doing something that they openly want to, you know. I'm more laissez-faire, however. But legalizing again, it is different than forbidding someone to do what they want. Right. Well, that's the whole question we hear is yeah. legalizing. Mm -hmm. This is what's tricky. And that's, I think, you know, I, I'd love to see this debate happen, but it seems like Democrats want to just push this thing through. Right. As if the debate's already happened. Listen, I'm a guy that sees both sides of this issue. Let's, let's hash it out. But this thing needs to be hashed out. And this needs, this is a long conversation. Right. In you know, Canada, it, it needs proper debate and, and it needs to be so, so tightly worded that, you know, but knowing who these Democrats are in Minnesota, I don't think that's happening. I don't think they're going to be putting together uh, a nuanced piece of legislation on this one. Nor would I trust these people with right. any kind of moral judgment. These guys are the same people that think a six-year-old knows which gender they are, and you can hack them up. Mm -hmm. These are the same people that say, this baby, we, which we thought could die from an abortion, the abortion failed, and you go ahead and let this baby continue to die even though it's born alive. That's the people that make cast a moral judgment. It is. A, I see someone wrote, there's a death cult. It is. It's like yeah, a death cult. That's what the modern Democrat Party has become. Mm -hmm. I think we have to be open about how evil the Democrat Party has come. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't think we should mince words here. When you look at, like, adding, get, removing the pedophilia um, designation in the Human Rights Act so that pedophilia could be construed as a sexual orientation, like, how does that come from a good place? Mm -hmm. it's clearly, and what was the... Who was the constituency advocating for that change? It's yeah. so, in, so insane. Um, Dad of 78 has a good comment, too. That he said legalizing assisted suicide undermines efforts to maintain and improve good care for patients nearing the end of life. Mm -hmm. Which I can see that, too. They're probably like, oh, mm -hmm. it's just easier to encourage them to kill themselves. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. And, and that's what I hear is going on big time in Canada, is really? that, you know, they're, they're really pushing it. I, I've been seeing story after story on it. Uh, so, you know, and... 
it seems like we want to follow their lead in a lot of ways, which is uh, not a good thing. Uh, but, you know, just to go back to the article here, uh, eliminating the Electoral College is another big ticket item that I think the Democrats are going to be trying to push this session. They flirted with the last session. This session, of course, they're going to try to push it through. Uh, that's going to make us entirely reliant on California, New York, all these other big states. Uh, it's going to, uh, you know, it, it would uh, really destroy our country. And also, uh, I wish these Democrats would just take the time to learn the American history of our Electoral College and how beautiful of a system it is. Uh, because I think a lot of them are just clueless. They uh, they just, you know, become co-opted by slogans to make them think that, you know, it's a broken system. There's nothing broken about it. Uh, and then the last big item uh, is the bonding bill. Uh, they had passed one last session. And this was so disappointing that they passed one last session because it was the single piece of leverage that the Republicans had uh, to use against the Democrats. Why? Because you need three-fifths support from the legislature. That means that they needed Republican support uh, to pass a bonding bill. Uh, and not only that, it was a pay-to-play bonding bill. Who can forget what Sandra Pappas was out there saying? She even admitted it. Uh, so the Republicans squandered that opportunity. They could have said, we have this demand, this demand, this demand, this demand, including, at that time, uh, a complete uh, return of the budget surplus back to the taxpayers. What did they do? Absolutely nothing. They squandered the opportunity. Uh, if they're going to uh, you know, try to pass a bonding bill this time, I would tell the Republicans that you don't cave until there is a reversal of all the radical policies that the Democrats have uh, implemented, from the transgender stuff to the pedophile stuff uh, to the gun control. You need to go all the way down the list and tell them that we're not going to take it anymore. The bonding bill is their only opportunity. Tell your legislators to vote no on the bonding bill. Um, speaking of guns, really quick, Newf2727 said Lee Finky wants to ban all semi-automatic guns that can use um, a magazine that holds more than 10 rounds, also talks of a buyback program. Crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, does Fink I wonder if Finky's got a, do you know if Finky's got a new piece of legislation? I don't know, that's what I'm wondering. Or, I mean, I'm sure Stinky Finky has authored, I'm going to say Chris Finky before Tucker comes in here, too. Yeah, Chris Finky. Well, <laughs> we just call him Stinky Finky. Yeah. This pitiful person. This pitiful, pitiful person. I'm just looking up real quick here. Looking at Finky's... Uh, Bill's chief co-authored, uh, dropped. Yeah, he's right. It's, uh, oh. HF 3570. Good job, Newt, from the Egan Mafia. Uh, this is HF 3570. It's called Sale or Transfer of Semi-Automatic Military-Style Assault Weapons Prohibited, Buyback Program Authorized, and Money Appropriated. Military-Style. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they just throw around that term, right? What, what does that even mean? Yeah. It's got a Senate companion bill. By the way, it's Finky Ogbaje. Ogbaje. Kozlowski. Isn't Kozlowski the two-spirited? Yep. <laughs> Morons. Yeah. Uh, Kraft and Spencer Mira. And then in the Senate, Senate companion is McEwen, Jen McEwen. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, yeah, that's HF3570 by Stinky Finky. <laughs> wow. All right, let's go to this uh, new um, this new sanctuary state bill. And then Jesse's got something that I think most people don't know. Where mm -hmm. does Wall stand on this issue? You got a little insight on that. So first of all, this is uh, HF 3459 now. Stinky Finky's a co-author on it. Uh, pull that up there, Dawson, so everyone can see. This is uh, th so they they we reported last week about um, the bill that they had last session. This is the one. This is their new one. So just a couple things to highlight. It very much mimics the one that they had 
last year. This is now considered the North Star Bill. North or Star Act. North right. Star Act, yeah. Um, so essentially what it does is it makes it, um, it prohibits government officials from asking questions about the status of someone's immigration, okay? Um, where there isn't a uh, a prohibit or a, a um, exception is at the ballot box. So looking at this law, if you're an election judge and questioning someone's status as a legal citizen, you are against the law if this thing passes, the sanctuary state bill. Now, what's fascinating about this bill? Uh, we had reported last week, and they kept the language here, uh, gives the Attorney General Keith Allison new investigative powers. They create a hotline. So now imagine you're an illegal alien, and some law enforcement officer is trying to enforce immigration laws. You can call a hotline to get the Attorney General Keith Allison to investigate a law enforcement officer who's doing their job. There you go. Wonderful America, here we are. Someone that does not belong here, came across our border, can actually call and make the attorney general investigate a law-abiding citizen in Minnesota. Wonderful world we live in. God, these guys are so bad. Um, but this one goes further. They added something, enforcement actions. This is, sub, this is section three. And it allows relief or uh, allows um, defendants. The party bringing the enforcement action may sue any person or any that has violated this section. So now you're an illegal, I don't even know how this works. You're an illegal alien. You don't have a right to be here. And you could, you can actually sue, sue somebody mm-hmm. for trying to enforce the law. Right. And you can weaponize the government against law abiding citizens. It, it is pretty crazy. And, uh, you know, this also comes right on the heels of the fact that ICE confirmed that an illegal terrorist was caught in Minnesota. The audacity of these Democrats to be pushing a bill like this. Right when that news is uh, right when that news is hot, it shows that they don't care about the people. Do you hey, a serious question? Do you think they know about that? I don't know. Maybe last not. Last I checked, it was us and Daily Caller were the only and Fox. Well, Fox News. They don't watch Fox News. Yeah, I think we're the only ones that actually reported on this. Oh, Alpha News finally reported on it. Hmm. Do they even know that happened? Maybe not. You know, maybe they're just not in the know. But I mean, it, it is crazy for them. You know, at this time to be introducing a law like that. Let's go to the comment section here. Um, not a lot on the topic right now. But Tucker says good advertising for gun stores. Get them while you can. Yeah, the gun sales um, always spike when they come after our guns. All right, what's the what's the news story you got here? Uh, what do we know right now about uh, Governor Walz's stance on? On uh, sanctuary states. Right, you know, because he has been completely silent so far on the fact that Omar Fateh and these other radicals are pushing this bill. But what did he say back in 2018? Well, how about we uh, watch what Jeff Johnson put in his campaign ad uh, relating to Tim Walls? Uh, because this is something that I uncovered that I don't think a lot of people know. So uh, that's uh, line number 10 there, Dawson. Yep. This election is all about vision. One candidate sees a Minnesota where we all lose our health insurance, forced onto one government plan, where we become a sanctuary state. Stop, pause it, pause it, pause it right there. Yep. Minnesota should be a sanctuary state and give driver's license to illegal immigrants. And that's Walls' response to Our Revolution Minnesota. Our Revolution Minnesota is a socialist group. Obviously, they're for open borders. And uh, that was Tim Walls' response. 
Minnesota should be a sanctuary state, and uh, I like that Jeff Johnson includes in here, and give driver's licenses to illegal immigrants, because guess what? That already happened. So we know that that's their plan, because uh, we, we've already seen Tim Walls implement half of his agenda here. Now he's got the next legislative session here. He wants to implement the second half, making Minnesota a sanctuary state so that we can't have ICE and other immigration officials uh, deporting these people like we need. We need a mass deportation in this country, uh, especially in our state. And, um, you know, Tim Walls obviously has an agenda. Uh, they, they, they want to make all these illegals voters. That's why they gave them the driver's licenses. That's why the uh, license doesn't say anything about whether they're a citizen or not. They're doing this to try to steal our elections. Uh, people need to stand up and fight. All right, we'll dig into that story a little bit more. I'm try I just tried doing this while we were live. Our revolution, Minnesota. I, I, look, I tried to find the quote on their website or something. I was unable to find it. Maybe they're covering their tracks. Uh, but I appreciate that Jeff Johnson put that out there back then because uh, he's foretelling the story that is unfolding right before our very eyes. If yeah, I mean, I'm just wondering if it was like it looked like it was a response to maybe a candidate. If you're if you're looking that up, Jake, the the second part of the quote isn't in quotation marks, so that might have been later in what he was saying or something. I don't know, but that could be messing up your. Yeah, search. well, I'm thinking what it is is they did a candidate survey. That's what I would imagine is the case yeah. here, and. Uh, it's probably because that's that could be like the 2016 2014 election cycle so it might be long enough ago where you know it's nowhere on their it was website five years ago yeah is no when this was five released. years ago shit eight years ago that's what that's when this video was released I'm saying yeah 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 but you got guys you gotta remember uh, they're a national group it was probably when he was running for Congress wouldn't you think maybe I'm thinking as, like as a congressman, he answered their candidate survey. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I can't remember exactly when. I mean, I think our revolution wasn't really up and going until like 2015 because wasn't it the Bernie movement that uh, founded our revolution? Sounds right. Uh, so uh, at least I'm, I'm going so back into my memory cycle. log here. Yeah, that would have so, been the last time you ran for Congress. Right. So I would think 2015, 2016 was probably when that quote was taken. Okay. All righty. Uh, good work on that, by the way, Jesse. Uh, okay, so also on this issue, this is uh, go to actionforliberty.com. You can see this article we published this morning. Dave Lizagard weighed in on the issue. I mean, this guy's such a con artist. I love that photo, by the way, screaming. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm a teamster. <laughs> you know, Lizagard, this guy is such a phony politician. This He's known as a moderate up at the Capitol. This is the guy that Kurt Dowd was like, oh, yeah, mean action for liberties, door knocking you. Oh, they, they come after me, too. I empathize with you. Lizagard's one of the five or one of the six con artists that was voting against Walls' mercy powers in 2020 when it really there was a high threshold. They needed like 11 to uh, break ranks. And then when that mattered, they only needed four of them. He reneged on his vote. He did a 180 and started protecting Governor Walls' mercy powers. So when he tweets this out, scroll down there, he writes... <laughs> uh, I mean, these guys, they're all the same, right? Uh, he says, I, well, shit, I should have had this pulled up. I got a little camera just blocking the view to read the tweet on the screen. So there is no misunderstanding. I do not support Minnesota becoming a sanctuary state, and this will not become law. <laughs> Hashtag Minleg. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's the uh, Minnesota legislature. That's their uh, shorthand for uh, hashtagging. Um, and he did this on February 10th, apparently. Uh, why, why would we believe this guy? Like, this guy is a con artist. This guy showed he can have a stance, 
that will completely reverse within a matter of a month. Because, by the way, he voted against Walls of Mercy Powers in December of 2020. And then January 2021, he took the exact opposite vote. This guy is a con artist, and it shows the progressives can push this guy any way they want. And you know what? You don't have to just take our word for it. You see that hyperlink down there, the publicized uh, campaign finance report? Click on that, Dawson. Once again, actionforliberty.com. You can read up on this. We just looked at his uh, campaign finance reports. He set a self-declared fundraising record for an off-election year in 2023. Mm -hmm. And I think it was like 65000 bigger than any other cash hall, any other legislator. Well, when you look it up, it's lobbyists and PACs, special interests, and wealthy donors in the Twin Cities. This guy's mm -hmm. up in Aurora, Minnesota. Iron Range. Iron Range, my butt. Yeah. You're funded, and the shots are called from the Metro Democrats. You're right. Nothing he, but he doesn't get his money from uh, the grassroots at all, and that, that's why, you know, wasn't it Eric Mortensen who had raised, like, the most money for a certain year? And, not you a know, dime from lobbyists. Not a dime from <laughs> lobbyists, and all of it was, you know, just from the people. It shows that, you know, there's two different styles. You can either represent the people or you can represent the lobbyists and special interests. You can't do both, and Liz Lagarde has made his uh, choice very clear. Yep, there you go. Mm -hmm. That's that con artist. Okay, uh, let's go to the comments here, and then we'll move on to Beanie's uh, in the comments. What's that? Beanie's in the comments, just being you got to be kidding obnoxious. Me. Well, she's here right now, and she said, "I'm going to comment on your show," and then she's like, "You'll probably just ignore me." I was like, "No, I won't." But <laughs> she, she addressed me. Is that Beanbag? Yeah, that's, I, that's my Beanbag Warren. <laughs> that's what I call. Her. This is your sister. This is uh, Bridget's sister, Beanie. We love Beanie here at the show. Uh, Beanie says, "Long Why time didn't you bring Beanie show. in?" That's a, I told her to, but she has to work from home. She has a real hard job at home. Mm -hmm. We got offices here. <laughs> I know. She could have used one of the offices. Tucker would have been like, oh, my God, they're both beautiful. They're like, <laughs> people think we're twins all the time. There you go. See, um, Tucker's just like, I can't believe this. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know when Tucker was here last? Uh, what was that? Was here? Yeah, he was here. In the studio? Well, we had that super secret uh, meeting or super secret social event. Oh. He uh, got a picture in your seat or chair. It's half Jesse's chair, too, yeah. though. Good to know Bridget so. has a sister, haha, <laughs> <laughs> he says. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but she's here because she's dating someone, so. From Minnesota? Yeah. She's dating a Minnesota guy. Yeah. But isn't she in Kansas? Well, she's here right now for a little while, and then she might finally move. We'll see. Really? Yeah. Well, Sorry, Beanie, telling them all, but you just When I can tell, on. we want the whole Williams. <laughs> your dad, can I say your dad's a, a physician? Can I say that on air? Well, he's it? an eye doctor. Yeah, well, that's a so, physician. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a medical license, medical yeah. degree. Yeah. Health freedom guy. Um, and your mom's a nurse too, right? She is. Yeah, you come from a family of, and you got like nine siblings or eight siblings. You're in, there's nine children. <laughs> more than that. <laughs> yeah, more than that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Anyways. All right, what um, other Giant Killing says, I think in reference to what Jesse was saying about the last bill we were talking about, I can't even remember, but he says, is it worth it to stay and fight oh with the legalization um sanctuary sanctuary state bill he said is it worth to stay and fight or just f it and move to texas no stay here don't go to texas also was he asking that to jesse yeah i think so because yeah, jesse. jesse was talking but yeah, no I mean, don't leave we got one more election to fight it you know yeah. we'll, we'll see how 2024 goes and then maybe maybe it's time to go you know maybe but uh you know for that's the thing if you you guys need to become election judges you need to become uh poll watchers uh, you need to watch out for these illegals that are coming in, uh, voting, make sure that they all have identification and everything, especially if they're registering to vote. Uh, so we need to fight to save our election in Minnesota. We still can win Minnesota for Trump in 2024. Media doesn't want you to know that. 
Uh, the Republican Party doesn't want you to know that. David Hand doesn't want you to know that. But we can we can deliver our 10 electoral votes for Trump if we fight the fraud. Mm-hmm. Beanie asked me who uh, should Trump pick for his VP. I don't know the answer to that question. And quite frankly, I'm not the guy to answer that question. What are you thinking, Jesse? I was just randomly thinking about Dr. Phil. <laughs> you know, I'd almost what? like a oh complete outsider. Dr. You know, Phil, but Dr. Phil is like a very reasonable, smart guy. He wouldn't suck up too much of the attention out of the room. Uh, I think he's a loyal guy. Uh, I think Dr. Phil would be a very intelligent, even-keeled choice. So right now, I'm, I'm Dr. Phil for VP. Hold on. When second. did you think that? Just right now? Just a couple of days ago. Oh. I, I was watching an interview with him, and I was like, man, this guy's so smart, you know? So Dr. Phil is 73 oh. years old. MJ Rise 150 says, honestly, I'd be gone a year ago if interest rates were an 8%. I can't leave a yeah. 2.5 rate on my house. A lot of people. Yeah, and pay 8% stuck. on mortgage. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. That's, that's a big deal in my my age group, a lot of friends and stuff. And I'm not saying just leave the state, but, you know, upgrade homes or move to more yeah. rural area. And they can't. They're stuck because of interest rates. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever seen the Dr. Phil impression by Adam Ray? Yeah, God, I've seen I that. I freaking love it. Mm-hmm. I, I am such a fan. Oh, yeah. That's that's the uh, Dr. Phil that Trump needs <laughs> to pick. Mm-hmm. Be like, I pick Adam Ray, but he's got to mm. be Dr. Phil the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> no, his impression is pretty good. Yeah, lots of good podcasts. Kill Tony, all kinds of good stuff. Susie, it can be turned around. It's hard to believe the state can be turned around. It can be turned around. Honest to God. Here's what I say to people. Obama won Florida in 2012. Ron DeSantis just won it. I know you love Ron DeSanctimonious. Oh, mm-hmm. that's retired now. Yeah. He won it by 20 points. Like, you can change this stuff around. Now, you can't change around if all the good people flee to Texas, okay? So, now, I agree with you. At some point, you got you to gotta give up, right? We're not at that point. If we're at that point, I wouldn't be telling you to stay here. I actually, I, we train activists every day. Like, I can see there's an energy. Like, there is this overwhelming force ready to take back Minnesota. So I'm bullish on Minnesota. But it ain't going to happen by just resorting to the rhinos to take care of business. So that's why you got to get active. Because, you know, it's not just being the Democrats. It's also getting rid of these damn rhinos that are getting in the way. Right? Like the six mm-hmm. that voted for uh, what the was equal, it? The rights, equal amendment. rights amendment. Mm-hmm. Susie says, true, I concede. Maybe I live too close to the big city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I know. That's the problem. Like you and I, because I live not too far from the Twin Cities, and it's like, you know, I, I kind of keep my foot in both areas, but certainly the Twin Cities, it's kind of rough. Um, okay, I, you know, by the way, if we're going to talk about giving up on a certain area, you could make the argument giving up on the United States of America, right? Which I would argue Texas has a good reason to secede from the nation. Pull up uh, line 14. This is the Daily Wire just reporting this. Uh, this morning, the U.S. Senate passed a bill that just uh, basically gave um, $95 billion to foreign governments. Mm-hmm. Let's see, the package, $61 billion for Ukraine, $14 billion for Israel, and uh, $4.83 billion to U.S. allies in the Indo-Pacific, and, uh, and over $9 billion in global humanitarian aid. Uh, mm-hmm. Voting for this, I think, of pretty much every Democrat in the U.S. Senate. And then I'm going to read mm-hmm. the list. Except of two. Writers. There were two Democrats, and then Bernie also voted no. Oh, uh, okay. I'm yeah, sorry. It was Peter Welch, who's also a Vermont uh, U.S. Senator, and then uh, Jeff Merkley, who's an Oregon U.S. Senator, and then Bernie. Besides that, it was uh, the Republicans who voted no. And my, the craziest vote that I saw, though, Lindsey Graham 
voted no on this thing. He's probably like, of, of, all, of all the people, you know, of all the warmongers in the U.S. Senate, I would have thought for sure Lindsey Graham was going to vote Is for this Is he tempering thing. his uh, hawkishness because he sees that it would be against the Trump, the mega Right. I mean, it's only for electoral purposes. That's the only yeah. reason why. Oh, he, he wants at least one more term. And, uh, you know, I hope that South Carolina don't give it to him. Yeah, they probably will. Because uh, you know what? Trump will endorse him again. I don't think so. I don't think Trump. so. Yeah, he, yeah, he's Trump's loyal as people. I, I know, but not not for Lindsey Graham. Not for you Lindsey make Graham. Bet, Lindsey Graham right is now. so done. Should we bet a beer on this? Should we bet a beer on this? I bet you Trump endorses Lindsey Graham. In, it's not till I think twenty twenty six. Yeah. So yes, okay, I'm, I'm willing to make that beer bet. You sure. Make it? <laughs> okay, bet, bet's on. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so yeah, here, I, I do not see Trump endorsing Lindsey Graham in the future. I don't think that's happening at all. You know what? I, I actually I can see it happening. <laughs> I see it happening, and I'm gonna. I oh, what's this? I'm drinking a delicious beer. <laughs> yeah, <from my> Jesse. <laughs> He's gonna give you a Bud Light. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have a poll right now on uh, Action for Liberty, and it was uh, d- what was the poll? It said, um, "Hold on one second. <laughs> I'll read the. I think it's over now. Um, it says." Should the Bud Light boycott end? 8.7% said yes, they've learned from it. 39.1% said no, they are super woke. 52.2% said I never drink Bud Light. (laughs) 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 That's a big dilemma in conservative politics other than Mm -hmm. the Super Bowl shit. uh, Are we going too easy on Bud Light? Because Trump comes out saying Budweiser is a great American company, Mm -hmm. right? So now well, you can drink your Budweiser Trump, again. Trump, Joe Rogan, Shane Gillis. What more approval do you need? <laughs> the king is back. That's what I say about Budweiser. Well, my whole point was I don't drink Bud Light anyhow, so it's irrelevant. And a lot of people agree with me. Okay, um, let me go back to this. Uh, where did I go? I lost my place here. Oh, um, these are the senators, Republican senators who voted for it. John Boozman, Shelley Moore Capito, Bill Cassidy, Susan Collins, ooh, big shocker there. John Cornyn from Texas, Kevin Kramer from North Dakota, Mike Crapo, crappy Crapo mm-hmm. from Idaho. Yeah. The fake conservative Joni Ernst in Iowa. The even more fake conservative Chuck Grassley in Iowa. By the way, Joni Ernst, like huge phony. Yeah. Like she was supposed to be this big conservative. Whatever. Mm-hmm. These guys, they, they lose their shit all so quickly. Yeah. John Hoven, North Dakota. John Kennedy. Yeah. Everyone likes those John Kennedy clips. You know, I know. When he's... That's the thing. He, he seems like such a personable, cool, funny guy. And, you know, what's interesting about him that a lot of people don't know, he used to be a Democrat. He was the elected treasurer of Louisiana for uh, years and years and years as a Democrat. He ran for the U.S. Senate back in the early 2000s as a Democrat. Uh, it wasn't until, you know, maybe the last 10 years or so that he became a Republican. So uh, I like him personally, but, I mean, politically— He's he's got so many big government establishment ideas, and it seems like he just falls in line. He's a consistent vote for whatever Mitch McConnell wants. Speaking of Mitch McConnell, that's the next one up. Mr. Turtle himself from Kentucky. Jerry Moran of Kansas. Lisa Murkowski of Alaska. So sad she's still there. Yeah. James Risch of Idaho. Mitt Romney, mm-hmm. shocker. Mike Rounds of South Dakota. Dan Sullivan of Alaska. John Thune of South Dakota. Tom Tillis of North Carolina. 
Roger Wicker of Mississippi and Todd Young of Indiana. Yeah, you know, I've confronted Jim Rish before uh, during a Republican event one time. I was I was there, you know, I was at the events and he said, I don't want any foreign policy questions. It's like you're the chairman of the Foreign Relations Committee. Screw you. I'm asking you a foreign policy question. And uh, I knew, you know, it was a big Republican room. I knew I could piss him off if I said Trump said we're going to end the war in Syria. We're bringing our troops home. And, and, uh, you know, he got so irritated. He was all over the place. He didn't even want to answer my question to begin with. He wouldn't call on me when I was raising my hand. Uh, but I, I just kept pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. And I was, you know, saying, this is what MAGA wants. This is what Trump wants. It's going to be beautiful. And, you know, he was like, that's not what we're doing. We're not doing that. And so, you know, and he, it, it was that's just That's you a, say, bullshit, you work for me. This is what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I can't stand these guys. Yeah. But, you know, he's, this is why he's we don't have politicians big on the time show, rhino rare, that rarely. You know, the establishment, they love him in Idaho. Uh, so there's no taking him out right now. Okay, well, listen, can I just say this? These guys are traitors. They really are traitors. Like, my family is going through enormous amount of uh, inflation in the last couple of years caused by these guys because they don't balance a budget and they use the Federal Reserve, the printing press, to create credit out of thin air to buy up the debt of the U.S. government. They're the ones that cause inflation. We have a lower standard of living right now because we pay taxes and our money gets eroded by inflation. And they take my money and they go overseas to this quagmire in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And this is like the perfect parlay into the Tucker Putin conversation. You know, this is when I watch. And by the way, if you haven't seen the Tucker Putin uh, interview, just skip ahead 45 minutes because the most fascinating thing happens. Putin goes on this diatribe. He's literally like filibustering. It's insane. Mm-hmm. He gives Tucker a history lesson of Russia and then how it ends up being Ukraine. So you got to fast forward to get past that. But what you eventually find out is Putin's not this madman, crazy person that the left wants you to believe he is with his finger on the nuke. The guy will come to the table. There is a way to get out of this, this, uh, this conflict. Okay. I'm not saying Putin's right at all. He's clearly in the wrong. Mm-hmm. But he's not at the point where he can't be reasoned with. Is why, why I really believe Trump when he says, I could end this thing in 24 hours. I actually kind of believe mm-hmm. he could end it in a very short period of time. Because there is legitimate things that uh, Putin wants. And the most fascinating part is it was Britain. He actually says Boris Johnson blocked any negotiation from happening mm-hmm. and then knows America's funding this damn war. Our politicians are so utterly stupid and mm-hmm. dare I say anti-American for sending our money over there to propagate the stupid war against Putin. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only tactical advantage I can see is it, it, it actually causes uh, Putin's military to be weaker. But I don't see a huge advantage in taking our money and sending it over there and all the people that die because of it. So these guys are sending our money over there for more deaths. Mm-hmm. I don't know. At what point do we just call these guys what they are, traitors? Right. And, you know, Rishi Sunak, who's now the leader of uh, the prime minister of England, he's even worse than Boris Johnson on all of these issues, uh, foreign policy, everything else. Uh, So, you know, England is not in a good spot either because they're led by, you know, so-called conservatives, uh, which is unbelievable how how bad their conservative party is, their leadership. Uh, So, you know, but I, I think there's a big populist conservative libertarian-ish uh, uprising going on right now. We're seeing it with Javier Malay. Uh, we're seeing it with the rise of Trump again. Uh, I, I think that we're, we're going to see a lot of uh, 
shifts in the world uh, on the world stage uh, towards an anti anti war movement mm-hmm. is is Ukraine a part of NATO? No, but yes, you know because <laughs> this is actually at the heart of the issue, and I know this because uh, you know I was in Kosovo. I was part of a NATO mission, right? By the way, Kosovo and uh, Muslim Albanian population broke free, declared their own independence, and NATO and all the rest of the world basically acknowledged their independence, Serbia and their aligned Russia, the same religion, same trace of history. So Serbs and Russians are, are um, allies didn't recognize it. So we were, we've been prodding at uh, Putin in Russia for decades, right? Like you have to understand for a second. I'm going to, I got to tiptoe around this one. Okay. Because Putin's clearly in the wrong. I am anti-war. I am against killing human beings, right? Other than self-defense, okay? So you have to look at Putin going on the offense as, for what he is, a war criminal, okay? Which I would argue that American politicians are also war criminals. Mm-hmm. So Putin, terrible person. But to act like there's not a rationale behind what he's doing is ridiculous. Imagine there is some alliance of states countries okay when i say states i mean countries okay against america and they start let's just say south of mexico and each decade they creep closer and closer to the u.s southern border despite saying multiple times they're not going to do that and then all of a sudden they go mexico may be part of this alliance even though mexico was never supposed to be part of this alliance what the hell would we do Right. Mm-hmm. We would look at that as aggression towards our sovereignty. Well, that's exactly what NATO has been doing. I saw this firsthand in Serbia. Now, on the base that I was at Camp Bonstil in Kosovo, we had Greeks. I think their base was technically separate, but in like joint physical space and Ukrainians. So Ukraine's not technically a NATO member, but they had soldiers on the NATO mission. The way I look at it is they kind of are in NATO, especially when we act like if Na- if Ukraine gets attacked, we'll save their butts, which is literally happening. So maybe on paper they're not NATO, but they're NATO. They've been part of NATO for some time. And mm-hmm. Putin knows this. Obviously, he knows it. Mm-hmm. And he believes Ukrainian people are Russian people. There's some validity to that. Now, once again, war criminal and monster for now going and attacking people, right? I think I think that I'm becoming more hawkish on the Ukraine war too now. Oh, of course you are. Of course he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This guy. And I think that the reason why <laughs> is because Russia can't be allowed to have free reign over there. Cuz once they get Ukraine, then what's next? What's going to stop them from taking a smaller country Who's like Who's to say that's what they want to do? And he he's not trying to take over Ukraine. He's trying to take back certain sections we we can debate the merit of that but he's right. not trying to overthrow the ukrainian government is that is that what he said in his in the interview yeah. i mean i guess he wouldn't say it necessarily yeah he he went on this long diatribe and the reason he did it is because he wanted to set the stage for what their policy was and that wasn't like this crazy world ambitions now maybe he does have world ambitions but we're stupid to think that that doesn't happen with every world leader china how old do you or, think putin is He's in his 70s. Yeah, that's what I'm Whoa, thinking, really? too. So, you know, he, he's he he's not going to live forever. 
I think this is kind of what he wants to be the final big stamp of his legacy. Uh, so I don't think he's got world domination in mind. I don't think that he's going to, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe he does have those kind of uh, dictator worldwide ambitions, but uh, it certainly doesn't seem like it. No, I mean, I don't think more than the next world leader, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so tricky to discuss this because you just get accused as being a Putin ally. Right. Like, I can't stress enough how humanitarian, humanitarian issues there are with Putin. Mm-hmm. Like the guy oh, yeah. I mean, if you go to Russia, dissidents. it's not a free country. It's not a free country. You know, the elections are corrupt. Everything's right. rigged. Uh, and not only that, you can be thrown in prison for the smallest infraction. Uh, you don't want to ever push against the government. By we're, the way, this stuff happens in Ukraine, too. Right, exactly. <laughs> but we're blessed in this country to be able to go after our... Obviously, the government weaponizes, it weaponizes itself and targets people. The IRS, we've heard a million different stories about it. But we have enough freedom to where we can question the government. We can go against their narrative. We can provide our own narrative. Uh, you don't get that kind of authority and power in Russia. So, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and praise Putin either. It's just we want an end to the war. Let's go to the comments here. Oh, there's a lot. Um, should we go back up? Yeah, to just pick and choose. What Mark Kroll said um, back to the elections. He said, the thing about election judges is they have made the polling places so big you do not know anyone anymore. I work for a small election. Um, uh, is this oh, a, I work is, a small election. Is this a sanctuary township. state? Is yeah. It, let's go to the right Ukraine. Let, let's stay on oh, the Okay, we can go here. to Ukraine. Um, let's see. By the way, Bridget's so nice that she was going to go back and make sure you got your uh, comment. Well, it's right, an interesting, yeah, comment. But let's see. I hate. Skip I, I got to be a little bit more careful doing this because then we get off topic here, and I want to stay on this. You know. Billy twenty two said Candace Owens is a great analysis of the Tucker Putin interview. Oh, mm. I'll have to go check it out. Um, yeah, same here. And they're talking about a bill. Right. Alleycast sixty two is talking about a bill the Senate passed that will not allow Trump to call for peace in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Do I don't even know if that's true, but I believe it. Right, and you know, that's also uh, one last thing on that bill. Mike Johnson, this is his chance to step up and make sure that the House doesn't pass something like this. So right. uh, it's up to Mike Johnson. This is the biggest test of his uh, leadership in the House. I think he's against it right now. But if he brings that to the floor and allows, uh, you know, the rhinos and the Democrats to pass that thing, it's not going to be good. Uh, so, you know, this is a great test for his leadership. I hope that he uh, steps up. Um, but Brad said if Trump gets jammed up on the Ukraine, Ukraine bill, he can just add tariffs on Ukraine imports. Yeah. Um, and then Billy22 asked Dawson, was it okay that the U.S. instigated the 2014 civil war in Ukraine? <laughs> I don't I don't know anything about it, so I'm not going to respond to that. Okay, fair. Yeah, Putin um, Putin was all over that one, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay, before we sign, I, I just, I lose my freaking shit over this, honest <laughs> to God. I mean, literally, the fact that we get taxed, and then they take our money and they send it over for this foreign adventurism. You know what the the principles of blowback or the concept of blowback policy is? Like it's yep. it should be known by everyone. Like things that we do overseas have consequences. It just seems to be seems to me to be a law, right? Like mm-hmm. you can't have an action like let's say you assassinate a world leader because they were in the antithesis of freedom in their country. And so you would think, okay, well, then everything beyond that's good because you got rid of the dictator. But turns out that different factions fight over and the world or the country uh, becomes very unstable. And then you maybe have a new power that's even worse. 
with mm-hmm. bigger ambitions. I mean, Muammar Gaddafi is, is the perfect example. I was going to say Iraq, you know, but yes, Gaddafi is another great example. Right. Yes. You know, and yeah, there's there was so much there that, uh, you know, we can thank Hillary Clinton for that one. And even right. Obama has admitted that that was his biggest mistake in his administration. Well, that's what you get for putting Hillary Clinton as secretary of state. You know, that that's exactly what you deserve. And uh, Muammar Gaddafi, he did. He tried so hard to get along with Obama. Uh, you know, he spoke in front of the United Nations. He called him my son. Uh, you know, he was trying his best to get along with the United States, even though he knew that uh, we're a corrupt country. And, you know, he, he had his own kind of wild, radical, Muslim, socialist, anarcho-socialist ideology. Uh, people should read the Green Book. That's his own book <laughs> uh, to understand it. But, you know, th- that aside, you know, th- the blowback from there created a civil war and the country was way worse off than they were when they just had Muammar Gaddafi in charge. Right. And there's so many other examples. And that's just one example. Of blowback. Mm-hmm. Here's another blowback, a oil embargo on Japan leading to the attack on Pearl Harbor. Well, didn't know that one. You didn't learn that in your history lessons, did you? So there's huge blowback on the policy directions that we take. So what's the blowback they're going to be in the long grand scheme of things on Ukraine? These guys are just playing with fire, and I can't stand it. It's, our, it's, like, it's not their money. It's our money. That's what they're doing. They're taxing us. Actually, they're indebting our future generations because, really, it's borrowed money. They, they can't even balance their damn budget. The guys that can't balance a budget are the ones going around handing out welfare checks and foreign aid and military expenditures to other countries. By the way, did you see the uh, comment that everyone's losing it? By the way, the media losing losing it over um, <laughs> over Trump statements today is just hilarious because I don't think anyone's buying it anymore. But oh, they're yeah. losing their shit over this. Well, Putin should do whatever he wants. And I know, you day. know, it's, it's funny, the funniest that, thing it's ever. funny that they're losing their mind on that one again because like they're acting like that's the first time he said something like that. He <laughs> always said, "If you don't pay your bills, I'm not defending you." So guess what? You know, the fact that all these uh, other countries in NATO don't want to pay the 2%, we're paying over 2%. Uh, you know, we're, we're the ones bankrolling that entire thing. Uh, so I agree with Trump. If, if you're not paying your bills in NATO, you're not getting any protection. All right, let's go. Let's finish on this. RFK, I don't want to go to the focus group. You guys can go to uh, Breaking Points. Uh, they, they do a decent job. Yeah, they, they just put out another video of the RFK uh, stuff Ukraine. today. So, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I, I didn't watch the video yet, but I saw the headline. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, uh, Bridget. Um, yeah, $5. Brad Ganser says, great show. Like and subscribe. Like Thanks, and subscribe. Brad. Thanks, Brad Ganser. <laughs> Should pay him $5 to <laughs> use their talking points. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, basically the question that they posed on the video uh, that we were going to show was, who does RFK hurt more, Trump or Biden? Um, and they have data suggesting that it's pretty equal, okay? I don't know. I don't know where this goes. But – you brought this up on a pre-show meeting. We have to show this uh, this tweet by Matt Burke, mm-hmm. former lieutenant governor, Super Bowl champion with the Baltimore Ravens, mm-hmm. longtime All-Pro center with the Minnesota Vikings. He wrote, and this is after Super Bowl, my two biggest takeaways from the Super Bowl, I'm looking forward to voting for Robert Kennedy and visiting South Dakota. Your Unbelievable. Thoughts on that? I thoughts mean, on that, Mega Jesse? I think... Matt Burke sold out 100%. You know, for him to, you know, he's out there. He says that the pro-life issue is his big issue. You know, that's his number one issue. That's what he was talking about all the time. And uh, so I guess it doesn't translate when it comes time to voting for a president. I I think he, uh, 
you know, he, he's uh, promoting RFK Jr. RFK Jr. is liberal on so many different things. And for Matt Burke, a guy who was our Republican nominee uh, for a lieutenant governor in the state of Minnesota, you'd think that he'd have a little more consistency uh, and loyalty uh, to a party that nominated him to such a high office, but apparently not. He's willing to abandon all of that. Uh, he has no loyalty to Trump. Uh, he sold out big time. Matt Burke, uh, I got no no respect for it anymore because, uh, you know, Matt Burke has influence. He has the influence over conservatives, and people respect and listen to his opinion. Not anymore, but, you know, he has some influence where, you know, people are going to look at that tweet and go, oh, you know, if a conservative Matt Burke is going to support RFK Jr., then maybe I need to as well. You know, and <laughs> that's the problem. The media, what's the media going to do with RFK Jr.? They're going to say, uh, the COVID vaccines, they're going to run that one all over again. They're going to run the uh, Ukraine stuff. So guess what? They're only going to focus on the issues where we agree with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. They're not going to focus on anything where we disagree with him, because then what's that going to do? That's going to push away conservative voters. The media knows exactly what they're going to do. They're going to try to push as many conservatives into RFK Jr. as possible. They're going to scare off as many Democrats from him as possible. Uh, and, you know, if you look at the numbers right now, more Trump people support RFK Jr. They like him more than the Democrat voters like RFK Jr. Uh, so that means that Republicans need to have even more discipline when it comes to voting because you might like two people on the ballot, but guess what? You're only going to be able to vote for Trump unless you're a sellout like Matt Burke because Matt Burke <laughs> sold our, you know, he sold the party out right there. No respect. Um, we have comments. Data78 says, is Burke trolling M? MJ Rice says, I think it's sarcasm. <laughs> Noof2727 said, Matt Burke is talking about the Super Bowl commercials as a joke. And Do you, is it possible here that MAGA Jesse loses a sense of humor, his uh, senses on I mean, what, what is good I, for I got a sense of humor, but where's the joke? I, I Don't you? Okay, let me, let me put this in context. This is the way I read it. Okay, go back to that tweet. Let's, let's put it on there. My two biggest takeaways from the Super Bowl. Now, he's tweeting... He said Robert fans. Kennedy, though, which... Yeah, no, no, I'm getting to that, Bridget. Oh, sorry. That was going to be my point. Sorry. He's, he's commenting on the it, Super Bowl like any of us would, right? Okay, just as fans. I want to say something. And so if you look at the context of Super Bowl, we all watch the Super Bowl. You watch the Super Bowl? No, I honestly don't care to. <laughs> like, Did you watch the Yeah, right? I watched the Super Bowl. Dawson did. So two of the four of us here uh, watch the Super Bowl. There's lots of ads. That's part of the whole show. Yep. Partly saying, go to South Dakota. It's the advertisement campaign by South Dakota. Mm -hmm. The other big one that stood out is a Robert Kennedy Jr. ad that actually mimicked JFK's uh, 1960s ad, I think it was. Yeah. So that is his biggest takeaways is uh, I'm looking forward to voting for Robert Kennedy, not Jr., but Robert Kennedy, because well, look how Ro old this ad is. I mean... That makes no sense. I just didn't. I didn't. I put in a context that makes sense. It still doesn't make any sense. Why would he mean? I'm. I, I can't wait to vote for a dead. Meaning guy. like I just Th watched that commercial an ad. was not no, for no, his no, dad. Meaning like, meaning like I just watched an ad that makes me want to vote for somebody that's from the 1960s. Actually, Robert F. Kennedy. Go back to the tweet. That's not Robert what he F. Said. Kennedy. <laughs> he uh, said I can't wait to vote for uh, Robert Kennedy. You know, right. just because he didn't say RFK Jr. What other Robert Kennedy would he be talking about? You know, you're, you're saying his dad. I don't think so. And look at what uh, the replies are there. Wasting a vote is exactly on par. He supports abortion, so he's a no. Uh, so if you look at these replies, other people are saying, what are you talking about? Why are you not supporting Trump? Why would you do this? You're abandoning your values. Uh, Matt Burke hasn't clarified anything. He hasn't said, oh, this was a joke. And if it was a joke, 
it's not funny. We should call and, Matt. Uh, we should call Matt Burke and find out yeah. what he thinks. Yeah. Everyone in the comments thinks it's a joke. Base Minnesota says he's joking because Kennedy ad during the Super Bowl. Um, but Tucker how says is it that makes perfect <laughs> sense. Love Minnesota says Burke was making fun of an antiquated of how that, antiquated yeah, love the ad Minnesota. Was. Yeah, exactly. That's the way I look at it. It was like an antiquated ad. Like I can't wait to vote for JFK. He probably should have just said JFK. Or he's a genius, and he's like, it's better for the troll. I'll get guys like Mag Jesse freaking out about this. No, he, I say Robert he's not Kennedy. trolling, though. You know, that, that's the thing. I think he, he is here. I don't know. You, Do you know, think he's also saying he wants to go to South Dakota? Yeah. Who wants to go to South Dakota ever, though? Whatever. Yeah, th- I do. I love South yeah, there Dakota. Are cool things in South Dakota. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, the western part. I, I do not believe either. I, I think Billy you, 22 is with Hills? me. I'm not the only one. Uh, Don't maybe. judge South Dakota until you go to Black Hills. Maybe. I, 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 I've, I've driven through South Dakota twice. Where where to? Uh, I don't know. It was just flat. You know, where did you drive to? You said you drove oh, through. Oh, to, to Vegas. And then back. Uh, One time you we went the, like above the northern. Gone, no, I, I don't know. I've never done that trip, but you might have gone south before the Black Hills. Do you remember the Badlands? Yeah. 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 You probably avoided the Black Hills. I'm guessing I you probably got probably might have. Yeah. 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 And Mount Rushmore. Because you've I never mean, seen Mount Rushmore. Mount, right? Mount Rushmore is awesome. I got, to, I got to drive past that. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, so you did go to the Black Hills. Yeah. Then I guess so. It's a cool drive-by state. Yeah, but you know what? If, if Matt Burke is trolling, uh, I'll, I'll I'll take it on the chin and admit it. But to me, just the way that think? I read it, I, I don't I don't I don't, I don't read a joke in it. And to me, it it looks like just kind of a subtle. Hey, I like RFK Jr. and that's just not what we need right now. And but he it, did not say Jr. on there. I don't get why he would be meaning his dad who is dead. It doesn't because make any his sense. His dad's from the era that that commercial. I know, existed. but the commercial wasn't made about his dad. I know it was for JFK. I know. I mean, so he probably should have said JFK. I think I think said, you're trying to give a friendly interpretation to Matt Burke. But I, that's and the way uh, I read I, it. I'm just saying I'm willing to burn the bridge when I think the bridge is broken. You know, if if <laughs> I think the bridge is not going to get me across safely to Trump land. I'm not crossing that bridge. I'm willing to burn that no, bridge. Now, you said it was the Republican brand. He's like uh, trading on Republicans. What if Mitt Romney was the presidential candidate? Oh, the- well, I'd be turning on the Republicans then. <laughs> you know, but that's the thing. So it's really the, just about Trump. Well, MAGA, MAGA is the Republican Party now. And, yeah. uh, you know, if he was out there endorsing Nikki Haley, uh, it'd be a different <sighs> thing. But that's, that's the thing. You know, he's the one who needs to stay true to his supposed principles, which uh, if he is Mr. Pro-Life, he better be voting like well, Mr. I agree pro-life. with that. Like it would be tough as a pro-life guy to support someone that's uh, anti-life. But um, can't he make up his mind? Can't he go independent? Why is he bound to be a Republican? You know, it's, like literally, if Trump was independent, you would be you would abandon Republicans in that election. Right, but you know, I'm not the one who's using the pro-life issue as my big thing. Oh, you're kind of he, changing the he, field. He's the one. Now. Matt Burke is the one who says that's his big issue. You yeah. better vote accordingly. That's why I think this is a joke, because I don't think there's any way he's supporting RFK for that reason. Well, I don't know. You know, He's never said it's a joke. You and some others in the comments <laughs> are giving him a friendly interpretation. We should see if he'll do the but show. But I'm not seeing it. We should see if he does I'd the like show I'd like to know where he stands for real. Uh, if it is a joke, <laughs> so be it. I can move on. I'd accept it, but I, I just don't. I, I just didn't read it that way. And every okay. time I read it, I still don't read it that way. What do you think, Dawson? You're, you're the most detached from all this stuff so how do you read it i'm i'm gonna i'm just gonna ask him there we go i said what does that mean sent tweet 
I didn't slash see joking or slash serious. He's asking Matt Burke. Oh. Yeah. I would never understood what that means if you if but we did he, that did out. But did he respond to anything on tweets? We could just reach out to him personally. Right. So I think we should. I, it, to me, it sounds like a joke because it, it, it sets up like a sketch comedy thing that Jerry Seinfeld would do. Like, there's two things that I'm excited about going to airports. The, the, the hold long on one lines. That was your Jerry Seinfeld impression? No, the, the long lines. Jerry Seinfeld. The, 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 the airplane food. Seinfeld would be like, and what is the deal with that ad? <laughs> <laughs> is it Robert Kinney or is it JMK? I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's Seinfeld right did, there. Did you hear what I said? What did you say? Okay. No, don't even worry about it. No, no. Go ahead, <laughs> Dawson. Yeah, the... It sounds to me like a joke that's like, there's two things I look forward to going to the airport for, the long lines and the airplane food. Like, neither of these things are good. It's, it sounds like sarcasm. Yeah, that's kind of the point. That's kind of the point right there. Yeah, I don't see it. <laughs> I don't see it. I, I, I don't get it. You know, if, if it's a joke, it fell flat to me. Mapkinate agrees with you, Jesse, because he said you're always right. Hey, thank you, <laughs> Mapkinate. <laughs> I appreciate it. Oh, that's great stuff. Uh, politicians uh, are not allowed to make jokes. Someone will always hey, be offended. That's that, true. That's gamble. my opinion. Yeah. yeah, I'm good with jokes, but at least make it clear that it's a joke. <laughs> you know, and I, I can handle that's the sarcasm a show. too. So you know, you we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll keep investigating it. If Matt Burke wants to grow a pair and endorse Trump, I'd love to see it. Yeah. But he hasn't endorsed Trump, so why does? So why would I be thinking he wants RFK Jr.? Hmm. <laughs> Wonder why. Well, it's almost like he tweeted that. <laughs> we're out, we're out, we have a watch party for the infamous Matt Burke presidential uh, uh, endorsement. Yep. We have to, we have I'm to waiting. To this. <laughs> All right, we'll end it there. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Our sponsors. Who are our sponsors here? Warren uh, Wessel. What's that? Warren Wessel. Oh, I right? know that one. Alpine Cabinetry is oh. <laughs> St. Cloud in Warren Wessel. Uh, thank you for Beanie. Uh, thank you to Beanie for watching for the first time. Is this her first time watching? I think so. There you go. Uh, Billy 22, Brad Gans, or MJ Reese 150, Love Minnesota, God Save Our Republic. I'm just re- Ellie Cat, all the ones that are on my screen right now. Thank you guys for tuning in. The Rumble Rants. Brad had two, I think, and did we get one? From we did have another one. Love Minnesota. Yeah, Love Minnesota. Yeah. Awesome. Stuff. Oh, yeah, and Love Minnesota said, sorry to interrupt because you said something about interrupting, but I was going to tell, I don't know if it's a he or she, but that's they're right when they give money. So they don't need to feel bad about interrupting. <laughs> yeah. Because you said something about like when you interrupt. I don't know what you said exactly, but oh no, um, no, I was. Uh, then I think they felt bad for interrupting. I was like, no, you're oh, allowed to. Yeah, you're but good. it wasn't connected to the Rumble Rant. Fair point, but the Rumble yeah. Rant interrupts it. Exactly. So Rumble Rant gives you the right to interrupt. So then you go back, <laughs> Bridget, and then interrupt the current <gasps> way we were going. Well, they posted <laughs> the, the Rumble Rant came during the next topic. Listen, so that's not Bridget. All point. I'm doing is placing blame on you guys for my ability to. Not stay or inability to stay on track. That so, seems healthy. Quite yeah. Quite frankly, this is all my fault. <laughs> I'm the host. What? Who? Who else is to blame other than me? I can't stay on track. My God. All right. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back on Thursday. Not with. Not with Ryan Binkley. What's yeah. his nickname? Bitch ass Binkley. <laughs> because uh, he, he backed out again. Back out Binkley because, uh, you know. Backed out Binkley. Oh, you know, oh, we'd love to do an interview. Okay, let's get it scheduled. Perfect. We'll see you then. Okay. Cancel. Okay, let's reschedule. Okay, we rescheduled. Canceled. You know, Binkley, this guy couldn't even get 1% in Nevada when the only person he was competing against was Trump, meaning that all of the Nikki people should have said, go to the caucus, vote for Binkley. He couldn't even get 1% of people to go and do that. So he's done.
Yeah. He's he's Matt Burke to me. You have completely <laughs> lost Jesse, and Jesse was on. And your I side. believed in Binkley for a little while. You did. You definitely did. So bitch ass Binkley, love it. <laughs> Backed out Binkley. Yeah, he's dead to us. Too bad. You even if you wanted to do a show now, when yeah, you wouldn't do it. Not interested. Maybe it would for entertainment value. Then you guys could spar. It'd be aggressive. <laughs> Very <laughs> it, aggressive. You know, it would have been a lot friendlier of an interview. Yep. Not uh, anymore. Before, not bad. anymore. And everyone at home's like. Who? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's a presidential candidate. That's true. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back on Thursday. Take care.